ஒன்னுடைய <laughs> அம்மாபாதுமாலும்ல <laughs> Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. Masjid-e-Aqsa is situated in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in an area what we know as Arz-e-Muqaddasa, the blessed area. And Arz-e-Muqaddasa is in the region of what we know as Arz-e-Sham. That entire region is known as Sham. Hazrat-e-Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is physically and spiritually connected to Masjid-e-Aqsa also. Like how he is connected to Masjid-e-Haram, Masjid-e-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted Ma'raj could have taken place via Masjid-e-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or straight up from Haram Sharif. But the route that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen for the beloved hazrat nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam and instructions that were given to jibril amin was that miraj should take place via masjid aqsa then to the top to the heavens there are a lot of reasons that stop that was made to masjid aqsa one of the reasons is that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam's stop at Masjid-e-Aqsa and for him to be the imam of all the prophets that were there and to lead the prayers is a great indication that now the transfer will take place. That part of the region, Arz-e-Sham, will no longer be occupied by the children of Israel but the transfer will take place from the children of Israel to the children of Ismail from the children of Israel to the children of Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam that Yahudiyat is finished from the time of Ma'raj of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Arabiyat starts from the Ma'raj of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that Nabuwat is given and that entire part of the region will always be occupied by the muslimin the bulk of it 
and alhamdulillah in the year 638 638 marched into Jerusalem and took control of Jerusalem and all that part of Palestine and from 638 until 1917 Muslims have always been their ruling except for the middle period of time when the Crusaders took over for approximately only 82 years and even in that 82 years Alhamdulillah after Sayyidina Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an the great Mujahid a Mujahid that when his name was taken the Europeans would shiver and quiver and that is Sultan Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullah alayhi a great warrior Wallahi lazim when you when you look at his face when you look at the tarikh and his entire biography how he was his birth his death are just incredible and he took control he recaptured Jerusalem and gave the beautiful masjid back to the Muslims until the British people again we haven't learned a lesson from the past and then there is this constant war between the Muslims and the Zionists the occupation which is in Israel it's not Judaic it's not something that one can say that the Jews are controlling that part of area there's no such thing as Judaism it's Zionism and Bush is playing with fire if he is going to attack Iraq uh, because that part of the region is what I would call the land of the giants the land of the giants they say that China is a sleeping giant Shabibai probably agree with me I think you said it to me once or what but Allahu Akbar giants are Muslims who are the Muslims it's a land of great giants Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam are resting there after Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam great 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 companions are resting in that part of the region and really it is not just a challenge to the Iraqi people but this is an onslaught a direct challenge to the Quran and to the Hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the consequences will be fatal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us subhanallah uh, just very briefly that, that is how we the muslimin are connected to masjid aqsa and insha'allah ta'ala it will be liberated that area one day at least and we have evidence of that insha'allah ta'ala when Hazrat Imam Mahdi comes now Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will come everything will be in the control of the muslimin going back to uh, the topic where we left off last session on a Friday we're talking about the beautiful masjid the Jamia Masjid of Dimashq the Umavi Masjid as it is known to the Syrian people there subhanallah I forgot to say one thing is that you probably never experienced this anywhere in the world uh, the system of azan that is in that masjid it's unique you have four muazzins who give azan 
with one voice at the same time subhanallah musa bhai is saying subhanallah <laughs> so musa bhai is going to share his job with so many people so <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can't do that with Imamat, I'm sorry, it's occupied, it's Mir Mardawd, Musa Bhai, maybe, so four people can join him, <coughs> I'll be taking names later on. <coughs> now don't ask me, is this Jais or not Jais, <laughs> because there are great Shuyukh, Hanafiya Shuyukh that are there, Wallahu A'lam. <coughs> Something similar was experienced when I went to Guinea-Bissau in Africa, uh, there, Sheikh Omar, who is uh, the Amir, as in Amir, who is the Grand Alim there of Gabu. It was a civil war that took place straight after we left. <laughs> straight after we left. Alhamdulillah, what we did by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what are we by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Uh, we educated the people there of uh, the meaning of Qadianism, what Qadiani stands for. And they were illiterate, they did not know, they felt that, again, Qadianism was something that is all connected to Quran and Hadith, when it is not. And Alhamdulillah, they took action straight away, and that building of Qadiani was demolished straight away, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> then after that, civil war broke out. Imagine, majority of the people are all Muslims, but again governed by a handful. In Gabu, what we noticed is that for each Azan, uh, the Mu'azzin would call out three times azan, three times or even four times if necessary. There's, there's no technology there, no phones, no nothing, no lights, no electricity, nothing. A lot of people are there working out in the townships and the Mu'azzin would say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And when we got there, Sheikh Rizwan and myself, we noticed that azan is there and we went and we sat in the masjid, nobody is there. <laughs> And then after that, the second Azan took place. He's saying, Allah, but is it Juma or what? And then it was normal for the people. And then you have a few people coming in, a few people coming in. And then sometimes you have a third Azan. And it's so normal for the local brothers. And subhanAllah, I said earlier on that these are the people who will enter Jannah 400 years, 500 years before the rest of the people. They have long beads of tasbih. They come in the masjid and Allahu, 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 Allah. No TV, no internet, no video, no pornography, no nothing. Simple food, bread, water, clean, pure people. They don't know anything except for Allah and His Messenger. They don't know no one. They don't know Bush, they don't know all this kuffar and all this munafiqeen. All they know is Allah and His Messenger. And they sit in the masjid from Asr until Isha, Subhanallah al-Azim, Allahu Akbar, no electricity. And when you do zikr in that masjid, Subhanallah, that Allahu Akbar is different when you say Allahu Akbar in a, in a masjid that is a condition, but that Allahu Akbar is unique. That is deep from the heart, Subhanallah al-Azim. Experience, different experiences. safar sakar hota hai, lekin zafar hota hai. Safar, Sakar hota hai, lekin zafar hota hai. So when we went to Jamia Masjid Dimashq, it was Azan time, and subhanAllah, four of the Mu'azzins were saying Allahu Akbar. The first one starts alone, the Mu'azzin, and when he says Allahu, then the rest of the three behind him start, and they follow him, and subhanAllah, they are so much used to this system, 
that there is no falling out from the voice. Azan finishes at the right time, all the words are read properly and beautiful Azan. That is the Jamia Masjid, Umawi Masjid and Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam is supposed to come down on one of the minarets of the Jamia Masjid Dimashq here according to the scholars that it is the white minaret here we have one of the minarets inshallah brothers can see it later on and this is the platform uh, the sehen of the masjid inside the masjid this is the area where it says Haza Maqamu Khizr alayhi salam they say that Hazrat Khizr alayhi salatu was salam came here and here the pigeons flying this is the masjid again the inside part that is the first minaret and the other minaret is this minaret Alhamdulillah courtesy of uh, brother Idrisi Alhamdulillah handing me the camera making sure that all the brothers from when they come for tafsir all of them benefit also Omar putting in the right word so we took the photos of both the minarets so whatever the minaret may be inshallah at least we've viewed it and we've seen it with the eyes brothers can have a look at it later on here and Hazrat Yahya alayhi salatu was salam's mazar mubarak this is again inside the Jamia Masjid, Umavi Masjid. It's sealed. Uh, there's a glass to it. If you can get close to it, you can see it's, it's all sealed up. And this is where Hazrat Yahya alayhi salatu was salam's mazar is. A beautiful masjid, Jamia Masjid uh, Dimashq, inshallah ta'ala. Brothers have time. They should pay a visit to Syria. One of the reasons why I said that a land of giants there, great, great mujahideen, great, great warriors are resting in Syria, in Sham. One of the greatest mujahids. In fact, a beautiful example, a model for all the mujahideen for the rest of the world, inshallah, until the day of Qiyamah. The best example is Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and one of the great mujahids. Allama Asiri rahmatullah alayhi has said that mujahid says that awwalu man azhar al-islam bi Makkah one of the first seven who embraced Islam on the hands of Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam. Now these are unique companions. Hazrat Bilal is resting in Syria is Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam, then Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, then Khabbab, then Suhaib, then Ammar, then Bilal, then Sumeya Umme Ammar, then Sumeya Umme Ammar. It's talking about the male companions of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi These are the first seven elites who were with Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam all the time. And Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala was the Khadim being an Ethiopian from Africa the Arabs they treated him to be a slave and they would punish him and torture him every part of his body was wounded and the Kuffar Abu Lahab would say to him Ukfur bi Rabbi Muhammad Make kufr with the Lord of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Say there is no God And Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala And would not say that no Allah 
or Allahu Samad. But he in return would give them pain by saying, Ahadun, Ahadun, because they were mushriks, they would worship hundred gods. And in the Arabic language, Ahad means one. And he would say, no, I don't know what you are talking about. Ahadun, Ahadun, one, only one, one, only one. Yani, unke ragho ke andar khun jahan dorta hai bas wohi, he was Ashik Billah. What was it? Ashik Billah. It is so important, my respected brothers and elders, that we also have deep love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the Muslims today, they have deep love for awliyaullah. And sometimes that deep love of awliyaullah is such that they neglect the love of the companions. But when you say to them, what about the companions? They say, no, no, of course the companions are the companions. No, no. And sometimes what happens is that you have deep love for the Prophet in such a way that one becomes neglectful to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is so important, everything should be with the balance. And the companions, they are the best example for us. Ahadun, he would say Ahadun, Ahadun. And Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam could not bear the pain and the, the torturing that took place. Allahu Akbar. That is why you'd rather be a prisoner in a foreign territory, maybe in a country in Europe or any other country. Even it may sound, I, I, I might, for some people it might be a bit extreme, but that is not the case. But in a Muslim country, or in other countries like India or Israel, if you were a prisoner, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save you. There is no such thing as human rights. As Mawana Sahib said that, some of the, the soldiers even urinated on the Quran and ripped up the pages of the Quran. And even in Hindustan, in India, that's there all the time, making pakhana, astaghfirullah, on the Quran, using it as tissue paper and all sorts of things. One of the Malana was a prisoner in Pakistan and in his khutubat he said that uh, when he wanted to do wuzu they would urinate and say have hot water to make wuzu. This is the zulm. So there is no such thing as human rights. When it comes to human rights the pioneers are Muslims. Who are they? Muslims. Musliman ka dil naram hota hai. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq when he saw Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Abu Bakr's ihsan on Hazrat Bilal is such, brothers, you have to hear what I have, what I'm going to say to you. May Abki ho. Don't think that oh, we've heard of this story, we've heard. No, you've not heard what I'm going to say to you. And Hazrat Abu Bakr's ihsan on Hazrat Bilal is such that he bought Hazrat Bilal, gave him his freedom, he emancipated him from slavery, gave him azadi, gave him everything. Not only did Hazrat Bilal give him the freedom. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq gave Hazrat Bilal the freedom, but Hazrat Abu Bakr's ihsan is such that he even gave one of his daughters to Hazrat Bilal in marriage. We talk about racism. Huh? Here, the elite Qurayshi, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, elite. The forefathers connect to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
He had many wives, but one of his daughter, like Hazrat Abu Bakr's daughter was Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, and she was the famous one. She got married to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But one of the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam, got her married to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. A great mujahid, when Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away, and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq became the successor. He came to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and he says, Amir al-Mu'mineen, without Huzur alayhi salatu was salam in front of me, it's unbearable to, to dwell and to live in Madinatul Munawwara. Every time Hazrat Bilal would say, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala salah, Huzur alayhi salatu was salam's nurani chehra would be in front of him. And not to see that beautiful being was the greatest pain for this great Ashika Rasul. And because of that, he came to Siddiq Akbar and he says, Oh Siddiq Akbar, I have heard a hadith from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inni sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yakul, Abzalu a'amalil mu'min al-jihadu fi sabilillah. I have heard from Huzur alayhi salatu was salam that the greatest deed a person can engage himself into is to fight, to make jihad for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for the rest, for what remains of my life, I want to spend it in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in jihad fi sabilillah. O Amirul Mu'mineen, give me permission so I can migrate towards Syria. And in Syria, other companions were mashghul in making jihad. So I want to go to Syria. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he heard that from Hazrat Bilal, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq came to Hazrat Bilal, tapped him on the shoulders and says, Bilal, oh Bilal, come and sit here. You are from the elites of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right now, I need you the most. You are one of the members of my shura. I have to ask you a lot of questions. Your ta'alluq, your companionship with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was unique. Oh Bilal, how can you leave me and go to Syria? And when Hazrat Bilal saw the eyes of Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala, it is said that Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and then changed his mind to go to Syria and he stayed over in Madinatul Munawwara helping Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq in the Mashwira in a lot of the important events at that time that were unfolding the Jihad fi Sabilillah fight in the Murtaddeen that were there those who were refusing to pay the Zakat a lot of the things were happening in the time of Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala and then finally when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq passed away to succeed him was Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala again he came to Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and he said, the love of jihad is burning in my heart. And this is why I say the greatest mujahid. Ashik Billah, and also on the other, other side, he is also looking at all the a'mals that are important for a Muslim. And he said to Umar Farooq, Amir al-Mu'minin, give me permission. I should go to Syria and fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Amir al-Mu'mineen, Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala again came to Hazrat Bilal and he said, Oh Bilal, 
you didn't go in the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, now you want to go in my time. Hazrat Bilal says, Amirul Mu'mineen, I have decided, I have to go now, I respect you, Alhamdulillah, great companions are around you, you have everything what you need with you, give me permission, give me permission. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and could see that love which he had, it is said that Hazrat Umar Farooq gave him permission. Hazrat Umar Farooq wa'adhina, wa'innahu adhina li'umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and lamma dakhala al-Sham, it is said that when news came to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala that Hazrat Bilal has reached Sham, Syria, at that time Hazrat Umar Farooq went on one side, فَلَمْ يُرَ بَعْكِيًا أَكْثَرَ مِنْ ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمِ People of Medina saw Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and crying that they had never ever seen him before in that state. This was the loss of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an, and this is how powerful Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an, was the first man to have this honor when the kuffar were torturing him in Makkatul Mukarrama when Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam conquered Makkatul Mukarrama Aab sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him Ya Bilal, O Bilal all the people are here those who took you as a slave those who would torture you and punish you they have either uh, embraced Islam or, or Muslims have given them refuge. All of them are looking at you, Bilal. I want you to go and climb on top of Kaaba, on the rooftop of Kaaba and give azan. Huh? Was it that, who was that first astronaut? They say that when he went to the moon, he heard the words of Neil Armstrong. There is a possibility, there is nothing wrong with that. Wallahu alam, but Allah knows best. Malaika and the angels are always doing the tasbihat and where are they all on top? Allah knows best, but this is what people say. What is Neil Armstrong's hearing azan compared to the azan of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala when he was on the chat of Kaaba and for the first time the world is witnessing a man from Africa, subhanallah al-azim, who people would not honor at all. This is the, the Jahiliya Arabs that were there. They had pride. If you were a Qurayshi, you were elite, that's it. And looking at Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala on the rooftop and saying, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah, this is the honor that was given to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. Entire life in jihad, once when he was in Syria, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam came in his dream, Ma hazihil jafwatu ya Bilal. Oh Bilal, what is this? Until now, you have not remembered me, you don't want to come to Madinatul Munawwara. And these are the words of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and Ashik bin Rasul. When he woke up straight away, he went to Madinatul Munawwara, he stood in front of the Rosa of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam giving salams. And it is said that the first two companions to meet him were Hassan and Hussein. And when they saw Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, subhanallah, Bilal was a great man. Subhanallah, jism bhi unka mazboot tha, qad bhi mazboot tha. And when Hazrat Hassan and Hussain saw Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala lifted them up and making, giving them a kiss, hugging them, putting them close. And Hazrat Hassan and Hussain pulling the hands of Hazrat Bilal. And again the little ones are saying, 
or Muazzin or companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our one wish is only that for Fajr Salat, Hazrat Bilal has to give azan. And again after years, Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an gave azan in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is said when he said, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, women came out from their homes without parda. They were so excited and they felt that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam has returned back to the city of Madinah Tulmunawan. And the women were saying, Huzur alayhi salam is here, Huzur alayhi salam is here. It was the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an would give Adhan. Subhanallah al-Azim. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an, a great, great companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he is resting also in Syria. And this is his grave, Mazar, Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu ki. A great companion. And when we went to the Mazar of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an, you can feel the sukoon and the peace and the tranquility that is there, standing in front of the Mu'azzin of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, how it must be. How it must be that feeling, subhanallah. It's all ruhaniyat. It is all different. It is something that one cannot even describe or even imagine until he is there. And not very far away from Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala is again his companion. The second mu'azzin of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the, the blind Mu'azzin whose name was Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala. And this is the Qabr Mubarak in the same cemetery. When we went, it, the doors were locked and one of the brothers who was there, he said that the doors never open. The doors never open. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala is inside here. Not very far at all from Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala Abdullah ibn Maktoum was a, a blind companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the darja, the honor that Huzur alayhi salam gave him, every time Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam left Madinatul Munawwara, he would leave Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum in charge. And this honor was given to him 13 times. Kidney Matabah? Subhanallah. And in England, Alhamdulillah, may Allah give the kuffar hidayat for they honor and respect those who are disabled even uh, even sometimes when we break the system <laughs> if you are disabled you have all the facilities subhanallah where is this facilities who who have they learned all this from from the muslimin from the time of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was a blind sahabi but huzur alayhi salatu wasalam gave him that position that he was the naib of Huzur alayhi salam. He would become the substitute of Huzur alayhi salam when Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam was out of Madinatul Munawwara. At that time Siddiq Akbar was not there also. When Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was there and Hazrat Umar Farooq the Khulafa, it was different. But when all were with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum was in charge of this position. And Alhamdulillah, this, this honor is given also uh, in Saudi Arabia to Marhum Abdullah bin Baz, who uh, in Saudi Arabia was 
he has passed away, the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia, Grand Mufti, his name is Abdullah bin Baz, and he was also blind, or we also have Mr. Blunkett, isn't it? Mr. Blunkett. So we give rights to everyone, Alhamdulillah, if you have that power, Allah gives you that ability, when you don't have the sight, the brain works very fast, but may Allah give hidayat to Mr. Blunkett, may Allah give hidayat to all these people, Subhanallah al-Azim, and if hidayat is not written in the muqaddar, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make Islam aam in, in Europe and also in America, and everyone becomes Muslims, inshaAllah ta'ala, this is our dua. Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala is also there, close to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. It is said that Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum would give the azan of Fajr Salah generally, that was his duty. And also Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, the first azan would be by Hazrat Bilal and the second azan, the tasweeb what is known, the tasweeb was known. Uh, that, that was done by Hazrat Bilal and the second azan was done by Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum radiallahu ta'ala. And further on from Damascus, when we go about a two hour drive, you come to a place called Hims. Hims. And in Hims again, alhamdulillah, the great warrior, commander, a commando, should I say, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala isn't it worth it my respected brothers going to Syria huh? if Bashar was listening to me he would say well this Maulana is a very good man huh? promoting Syria in the best way huh? Bashar Allah give him hidayat also Allah give all the leaders hidayat why, can, why should we blame the kuffar when we in our own home have a problem but this problem again is put there by who? By the kuffar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we change. That we change and we come close to the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A man can be weak in his Islam. He might not practice Islam. But he can never or he should never ever sell his religion or sell his iman for a few pounds and dollars Allahu Akbar and this position, once you have that position, once you have that very high status then you become blind and this is again a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us and also for those who hold that position Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an's masjid his mazari mubarak is here just to brief you who Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was. Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an Kisirati Mubaraka. It is said that he was in the company, Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Hazrat Abu Huraira were together in one area. A lot of people were passing by. Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam was saying to Abu Huraira, Oh Abu Huraira, who is that person who is walking? And Hazrat Abu Huraira would say, Ya Rasulullah, he is Abdullah so and so person, so and so person. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say, Ni'mahada rajul, that person is a very good person. That Abdullah is a good person, the slave of Allah is a good person. And then there was another person walking by and Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala was questioned, Who is that person who is walking? Hazrat Abu Huraira looked at him 
And he says, Ya Rasulullah, he is Khalid bin Walid. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said, Ni'ma Abdullah Khalid bin Walid. Oh, what a good man he is, Khalid bin Walid. What a, khud, what a good man he is, Khalid bin Walid. Imagine, Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is saying, a good man. Jannat ki certificate mil gayi ya ni? Koi shak? Anybody doubts that? When Huzur alayhi salam says, Ni'ma Abdullah, isn't that Jannat? Jannat is wajib on him. Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala not only that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam in the same hadith said Sayfum min suyufillah he is the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is said that when Huzur Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala would go march in the front with the kuffar right in front of him he would take ten swords for spare with him <laughs> this is no exaggeration. How many swords? Ten. And it is said that Khalid bin Walid was dispatched uh, to one area, and with him were only sixty men. How many? To fight six thousand people. Amazing, huh? Subhanallah, so these are the companions. These, and Khalid bin Walid would say, what, what 2,000 people? What 3,000 people? And then they said, 4,000, 5,000, what are they? Nothing. And then Khalid bin Walid would only have one hadith. He said, I have heard from Huzur alayhi salatu was salam that the only people who are alive are those who have the love of Allah. Those who don't have the love of Allah, they are good as dead. <laughs> So who am I going to fight with? You go to Qabristan, can you fight with the dead people? Are the dead people going to come out from the Qabr and fight me? I am Khalid bin Walid. Who is going to fight me? And when he would go, 2,000 or 3,000 would go back. 2,003. And when they know Khalid bin Walid is coming, they would fear. It was famously known that Khalid bin Walid, when he is in the battleground, he has never ever been defeated. Never ever been defeated. This was the fear they had. With six T fighting, how many did I say? Huh? Double. Six thousand. Kitni martaba. Dugna chugna. Or when he got there, it is said that the Muslims won that battle. And ten swords, what I said was not a joke. His grip of the sword was so hard that when he would use it the first strike, generally the blade would snap off. That is how hard he would strike. The, the blade would, would... His blade, that would break. Then he would take out another one. Ten, ten, famously known. And these were the companions who would have the heaviest sword. Heaviest sword, carriers. Very powerful people. Subhanallah al-Azim, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, and that is why he was known as Sayyifun bin Suyufillah, the sword of Allah. And when I say he used to carry ten swords, that was the reason. That nothing, no armor would be intact if the sword of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid would touch that body. It would affect him, they would run away. Subhanallah al-Azim, and I've said that very... It's a famous story when Hazrat Khalid bin Walid came with a few companions to fight. 
a group of kuffar that were again in their thousands and he was making a mockery out of Khalid bin Walid. Khalid, where is your army? You are going to make muqabla. I know you're a brave man, but you're not so brave that you are going to take us all on here. Look at the army, look on your right, look on your left. You are alone and a few people with you. Khalid bin Walid said, again he said the same thing. You are good as dead. You haven't got the kalima inside you. You are kalmayit. You are murda. What are you? You are just breathing air. That's all. You are inhaling and exhaling, but you are good as dead. You are murda. This was the firm akida there. Everything is by the will of Allah. When he said that, he said, Khalid bin Walid, I have a poison made. I, I did it myself. Handmade poison. Handmade, Khalid. We're talking about Khalid bin Walid. Khalid, are you listening? Huh? Khalid was not supposed to sit today. I said to him, you're sitting? He says, no, I have appointments and all that. I said, well, you know, I'm talking about Khalid and Khalid is going to sit. He says, then I will sit. So Khalid is listening. Khalid bin Walid. And the poison was made. And he says, Khalid bin Walid, you have so much yakin on your Lord, the Lord of Muhammad and Mustafa. He says, yes. He says, I dare you to drink this. I'm kidding, huh? I dare you to do that. I dare you to do that. Go on. Dare you. Can you do it? So I dare you. The Khalid bin Walid to Madzub, Allah, to Sahabi, Ashik, Rasul. And when you enter the masjid, the masjid where Khalid bin Walid is resting, my respected brothers. Allah, when we got that Zohar time, the, the, the students that were there, uh, just finished off for lunch at that time of the Islamic college. When they saw us, me and the Shuyukh and the Mufti Sahabs that were there, I won't mention no names. And all of them gathered up uh, to shake hands. <laughs> and all the local people were wondering, that is one thing what we saw in Syria, my respected brothers. The love and the respect they have for ulama. Unique. Never seen that anywhere in the world. Whether you're an Indian, whether you're an Arab, whether you're from Africa or Bangladesh or anywhere in the world. But if you are an alim, how they greet you is they don't say salam to you, they come and kiss your hands. And it's a Sheikh, Kaif al Hal, Sheikh Kaif All of them. This is how they respect you. And the Shuyukh, they, they sit on the member, and subhanAllah, all of them are there listening to what the Sheikh has to say. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu ta'ala, and he bachal lahiti. So he, he says, I dare you. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid took that bottle, and the companions that were there, he says, Khalid bin Walid, we are here because of you. Hindustan <laughs> 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 it was the month of Ramadan and this Hafiz Shab was uh, again finding it difficult to recite the Quran and when he was in Sajda he did not know the next part, the next Ruku, he was so scared it was his first time so he went into Sajda and in India you know the mosques are open, the window are all open and he ran out from the window <laughs> and all of them were in Sajda <laughs> he was a young person, Hafiz Musa <laughs> <laughs> must be wondering, Imam Sahib, come on, Sahib, always they don't worry. Imam Sahib, don't go anywhere. He will work for Masjid Umar, he is. So, and the Imam Sahib is gone, and slowly, slowly, how, how long can you make Tasbih in Sajda? And people now, slowly, slowly, they want to lift up their heads from the Sajda. And say, Imam Sahib is not here. <laughs> the Imam Sahib ran away. Allah so the, the companions are saying, Amirul Mu'mineen, Khalid bin Walid, we are here because of you, and now you want to take this challenge. 
Mm. Khalid bin Walid says, I am taking this challenge. Why? Because I have learned something from Huzur alayhi salam that when you read a dua, Bismillah alladhi la yazurru ma'a ismihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fis sama wa huwa sami'ul alim. Nothing in the world can harm you. No poison can kill you. This was the Akira, we are not to try that. Aap ghar jaye aur mashallah churi le. Bismillah alladhi la yazurru ma'a ismihi shay'un fil ardi ha. You'll get, uh, you know, all these people after me, yeah? well, Imam Sab said that. <laughs> Allah, okay. That is what happened in Mozambique when we there, one of the, the local Africans uh, killed another African brother and chopped, off, chopped up the head and he came with the head and put it in the bag and I was there at that time in Mozambique. The Imam Sab came fresh from India and the, the police came knocking at the Imam Sab's door and with this person and they arrested him and they said that we are arresting you and the Imam Sahib didn't know what was happening by Q and they opened up the bag and the head of a human being was inside it and they said that this man is saying that he chopped up and decapitated the head of this person killed him because of your instructions because you are going to do some uh, what do you call it, jar thunk, some taviz or whatever and they also believe in magic and you needed some blood so they arrested him and they put him in prison for several months. All allegations, all jutiba. Allah Allah. Luckily, Alhamdulillah, the Muslims were there, that influence in the, in the parliament and all that, slowly, slowly. It was all false. And he was drunk, but they took him in. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Allah Ta'ala, looked at the companion and said, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Something was going to happen to Sayyidun Min Suyufillah, you think? Huh? Nothing happened. And all the, the opposition, one shot, all of them became Muslims. Subhanallah. And he dragged all of them back to Madinah to Munawwara. Come, all of you are Muslims. This is the akhlaq. This is the akhlaq. Al bin Walid, radiallahu ta'ala. And one of, one of the reasons why Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu ta'ala, was never defeated, is that he would have his special helmet. And when Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam went for you remember me, picture me without the amama and this story will be cemented into your heart and this is the art of teaching, you don't forget so I say it, you know so Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hajj mein gaye to aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him one hair how many hair? humare baal to aise barbar mein jaye to he sweeps it in front of you huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam ke baal mubarak Subhanallah, each companion, each companion, each companion. One thing really shocks me, well, I don't want to offend any class community, but we have to verify to make sure that authenticity has to be there. When you are saying that this is the hair of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, imagine what you are saying. Imagine the responsibility that is on your head when you say this is the hair of Rasulullah. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was given that one hair and he would wear this helmet and everybody would recognize him with that helmet and he had, mashallah, put that one hair of Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the helmet and when he would fight, he would have the helmet on top of his head and he would go marching and he was never ever defeated. Never ever defeated. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an is resting in Hims not far from Damascus, two hour drive. 
And he said that every body part of Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and was wounded. A scar. Every body part. It is said that 42 countries which he fought at that time, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid played a, a, a major role in annexing those countries to the Islamic Empire. How many countries? 42. Uh, 42 countries he gave close to Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala Subhanallah every body part and yet he did not die in the battlefield shahadat was not given to him and when he was ill he was crying and when the companions came they said Saifum min suyufillah we see tears coming out he says there was there's only been one tamanna that oh if death came to Khalid in the battlefield if all my body parts were scattered that I could show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Khalid's entire body is work for you Allah but today I am in this bed every war every expedition everywhere he went Syria he went subhanallah wherever that all that area the Middle East all that area, he played a fundamental role. The first man to go, Mashwara was taken, Khalid bin Walid was there. All the time. Subhanallah al And one of the reasons why Shahadat was not given to him, the ulama say, is that because of the words of Huzur alayhi salam, Aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that you are the sword of Allah. You are the sword of Allah. And if Hazrat Khalid was given Shahadat, and if he died with the hands of the kuffar, then the kuffar might say that, oh look, your prophet said that he is the sword of Allah, but so and so kafir broke the sword of Allah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Broke the sword of Allah. And subhanallah al-azim, Islam is a beautiful religion. All the words of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam can never come down. They are there and to be elevated up. And because of Huzur alayhi salam giving him that position, he died a normal death, but yet because of his intention, subhanallah, his status is much, much higher. Much, much higher. And he is resting in this masjid, which must, the masjid is known as Masjid Khalid bin Walid, with his son, who's, his, the, the name of the son is Abdul Rahman. Both father and son are resting here in, in the masjid. The, the mazar, the grave is inside on one side in the corner of the mosque. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is here on this side and Abdul Rahman is on this side. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, he Madari Mubarak, also a second picture here and, and the side picture here. Uh, one can give salam to them. And this is the beautiful masjid of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Inshallah, other great companions are resting, another great warrior here. Inshallah, we'll continue with that uh, in the next session. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and that we have deep love for the companions, uh, the one who accompanied Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam all the time. And we should also make isali sawab for sahabai kiram ajma'in. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من رزاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من غضبك والنار اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غل للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم سمعنا وأطوانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين